Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, the podcast that takes a topic each week and as the name suggests, Cast Views. This week I've got very good friend of the show and I'm so pleased I've got him back on the show. It's Matt from Decaying with the Boys. Hi Matt. Hi Dan, thank you so much for having me on. I've been so excited. <laughs> I've been waiting, like you said, we will say beforehand all week for this. It's actually been a really long time since I had you on the show last. And you've also, you've had a brief sabbatical you're, you're back now with the pod so it's great to hear your voice again on my pod player each week oh thank you man yeah the break uh the break was you know self-induced but it, it was necessary for what was going on at the time but we're back and uh i recorded last night with adam and we're like five or six episodes in and it's like we never missed a beat and i have to say that one of the biggest reasons we were even able to come back is all the support we had from our brain trust and Dan, you constantly checked in with me to see how I was doing. So I, as soon as you were like, do you want to come on? I almost broke my thumbs typing. Yes. Cause I was trying to go <laughs> as fast as I could. So I appreciate you and I love your podcast. So I just, I absolutely adore coming on here. So thank you again. Thank you very much. And actually that's what I was going to say. I was saying to you beforehand that I've kind of, even though the content's been coming out each week, I've taken recently a couple of weeks break and I'm really struggling to get back into it. But like you said, you know, your pod was off the air for, a, I can't remember, but it was, a, it was a few months at least. And you have hit the ground like you haven't been away. It's been brilliant. Oh, thank you so much. It's, uh, it's something that, I, that, you know, I truly love to do. Um, it gives me a chance to perform because I don't often get to. So it's, it's just a great time for me to write and just be as creative as I can be and also to connect with a bunch of different people. Um, I've made some great friends through podcasting. It kind of reminds me of like the old social media days when Facebook first started yeah. and you get to meet people from all over the place. So that's kind of what podcasting, that component of it has for me. It's been wonderful. And like you said, I've been really looking forward to getting you on because you are the most huggable looking man ever and I, at some point we're gonna have to meet up and i'm actually not putting this episode out it's just an excuse to to get to see you again so. <laughs> oh you got me dan you got me but you know what even if that was the truth i wouldn't be upset one scunch but you know what let's keep pretending like this is gonna go out there so um do, do you want to just in case anyone listening hasn't heard that decaying with the boys you just want to give the the pitch for what it's all about Absolutely. And thank you. So we are a dynamic duo, myself and my my cohort, uh, Adam. We come together on a weekly basis to give you the best combat sports news in the biz. We also break down uh, brewing beer. We bring on home brewers, pro brewers, and everybody in between to social influencers, to people who organize major events in our area of the United States. We've also brought on some uh, musical acts, celebrities, and actors to interview them at times. So we take our turns at a little bit of everything, but at a core of it, we love beer and we love combat sports. And uh, you can find us on all social media. We're DKNWTB, Facebook, Instagram, X, Threads, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, you, know, you know how it is, man. You have to run everything. The list is getting longer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I actually had to start saying no to some things. But and also, too, if you want to reach out to us, we're decayingwtb at gmail.com if you want to be a guest or you have some suggestions for things that Adam and I can argue about. It is truly a fascinating podcast in, in the topics you go for. You know, you'll be talking about wrestling one moment and then you'll be speaking to a brewer the next. And you also get to hear one of the most infectious laughs in podcasting as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've I've heard it either way. I've heard people go like, oh, man, the, when you laugh, I start laughing. I have some people be like, you need to cut your laughs out of the episodes. 
like just actually throw a curveball at you because I wasn't going to ask you this, but how is the brewing scene over in in the states at the moment? Is, is there a big independent home brewing scene as well? Is that is that really big over there? Oh yeah, so especially here, I live in a small city in the United States. It's called Pittsburgh in, in Pennsylvania, and you know, for all the UK listeners over there. Uh, we have been recognized as the second biggest drinking city in the United States. Uh, and with that, we have just in our major metropolitan areas, upwards of 60 active breweries, uh, even wow. in Pittsburgh. And then the homebrew scene is so deep that actually today on this wonderful Saturday, uh, Adam, he is packing up all of his gear to go to his, I believe it's his sixth event of the festival season. And he is uh, a home brewer. So right now he's about to take three brand new beers that he's never, oh, two new beers and one that he brought back to an event where he could square off against, I think, another 15 home brewers. And it's just, the scene is huge. And, and the cool thing about it over here is that the pro level brewers love the home brewers and vice versa. So there's lots of collaboration and they work together and you'll see often too, where big established breweries will bring on a home brewer for a collaboration and it'll elevate that home brewer. So they have more opportunities to do that. Maybe they go pro it's, it's so cool, man. Can we get these beers over here in the UK? I'd love to break a few laws to get them over to you, Dan. I'm trying to figure out the loopholes here. Actually, you've got to do an episode over here because, I mean, you know, the drinking scene is, is fairly big over in the UK as well. They, we do do love our pubs and, and bars. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I can't remember when it is. I did go just before the pandemic. There was a big beer festival in London where, yeah, you could just go around. There were sort of beers from all around Europe and the world. And for us, it's quite good because most of our beers are fairly low alcohol volume, I would say. But there, yeah, yeah, we're able to try the real kickers, you know, from from Europe. So I think people want people to write in and say, yeah, we want uh, we want WTB to uh, to come over to the UK, do a do a live episode over here. I would love that too. And if you guys have that interest and you want to see what behind the scenes of a home brewer looks like, and Adam is a highly skilled brewer, you can follow him. He's Bash underscore Brew on Facebook and Instagram. And you can see how he goes from hot water to delicious cold beer. Uh, it's amazing. So check him out too. Yeah, and definitely if you're not, yes, subscribe to Decay with the Boys. I mean, it's it's a great podcast and Adam and Matt are brilliant. And Matt is just one of the loveliest people. So you'll be supporting a really good person. So, so do it just for that, if not anything else. So Thank you, Dan. Thank you so much. Right. Before we get into the episode, let's hear from some friends of the show. If you love talking blockbuster movies, comic books, animation, and TV shows, check out Talking Smack, hosted by me, Josh Scar, along with my rotating cast of co-hosts. We will talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics with you every Wednesday on your favorite podcatcher. Right, we are back. So I put the idea to you that I actually did this when I came back from a little break at some point earlier in the year. And I did an episode with Antonio because I had to do a short notice episode. And it was that it was like a, a view on that classic. If you could get three celebrities over for dinner, or you could have a meal with three celebrities, who would it be and why? And I was sitting there thinking that I actually think I want to turn this into a regular occurrence. So when I say regular, it might be four weeks, it might be six weeks, it might be every eight eight weeks. But it'd be a great opportunity to get a different pod in each time and say to them, right, let's have a dinner party. 
because it's it's also a way of getting into their mind. So yeah, watch out, Matt. <laughs> it's, it's a way of getting to know them, but hopefully in a fun way. And what I'm going to try to do is tailor it to the person and their podcast. So that's exactly what you're you're here for. I hope that's what I told you by text anyway. <laughs> so I am lucky because you are going to host a dinner party. What I didn't tell you is I'm going to be the fourth guest. So you have to... Uh, <gasps> cheeky yeah, you little have, devil, you. You're so cheeky. <laughs> I hope you've bought enough or made enough food. So yeah, so exactly what it is, I want three courses from you. And it must be... I mean, I'm I'm not really... I was going to say I'm not really a sweet person, but I'm not really. I don't like my desserts, but, you know, tradition in a dinner dinner party dictates you must have one. So, so I want a starter, a main, and a dessert. And then to throw something different, I said to you, I want a beer for each course. I'm looking forward to what we have with dessert. <laughs> that, that'll be a fun one. And rather than doing three celebrities, I've given you for each course so the first for starter it can be any celebrity uh living or dead but the main i want a horror villain any villain from a horror film or franchise and for dessert any combat sports star and i'll leave it like that because obviously you discuss boxing wrestling etc and then i've got a few other things so we'll come on to those at the end yeah i'm looking forward so i've already knocked on the door you've made me welcome i'm sitting down Oh, yeah. I want to make sure. Would you like some slippers? Would you like a cigar? Would you like a glass of whiskey? Just know that this party's going to get crazy. So I want you to be comfortable. So actually, slippers would be nice, but not at the moment in this heat we're having. So a pair of sandals would be great if that's okay. <laughs> Ask and thou shalt receive, sir. <laughs> and sorry, and I was going to say, I'm happy for each course for you to introduce it any way you want. If you want to do the beer, the food, the celebrity, the celebrity, the. It's up to you. So I'll go with uh, I'll go with the person, the food, and then the beer. And I actually then uh, for some of the beers selected my favorite of that style to give that brewery a little bit of a highlight too. So if you're over at the states and you can come through these uh, areas, you can get these beers for yourself. So whenever I think of a celebrity that I want to hang out with, I want someone that's going to be fun to hang out with someone that I have some idea about. Um, but this guy, he needs no introduction. This is Bill Hader, a wonderful actor, a comedian, a voice actor. You've seen him on Saturday Night Live. He's a voice actor and writer for South Park. He was on Superbad, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, he's a contributor to a ton of the like Jonah Hill, Michael, Sarah, uh, Rogan kind of brain trust they had together that gave you super bad that gave you this is the end um just a fantastic actor and from what i understand just a lovely human being it's not someone that i think we often see too much on our tvs over here at least anyway but i know him from he was in brooklyn 99 i think for a few episodes i'm sure he was as as the interim chiefs and he kind of does remind me oh how does he remind me of is it of um is it Rain Wilson? I think he reminds me of a bit. They have some similar personality traits, especially when they aren't in character, but also too when they gear up to go into a character, they become very similar, which is why I like Rain Wilson as well. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't realized because he, look, I think you said he's very well known for Saturday Night Live, isn't he? Yeah. And yeah, just looking at his filmography, I didn't realize how much he'd done as well. So much. And also, too, for Saturday Night Live, he was uh, the classic character, Stefan, if you're familiar with that. 
he and John Mulaney came up with a character who he was a club goer and he'd be like, this club has everything you need. It has asbestos, family links, magazines, Dan Cortez. And it was just, it was so funny every time to see him come on to the, the weekly recap. And, it, and I would just love to then split uh, an appetizer with him at the fur onset. So the, the appetizer I chose to have with you and, and Mr. Hater would just be some good old fashioned diner fries, big, thick cut steak fries. But the caveat is having a smorgasbord of dips. So any kind of dip you think about, so you can dip the little fried potatoes in there. Or you guys call them chips. You dip the chips and the, in the dippins and you have yourself just a nice little nibble and you don't feel too bad because fries are just not good for you. But if you're splitting it, at this moment, three ways. I think we could all kind of get away with being a little, you know, naughty with our appetizer. Did you say, are they the thick cut ones? More like our chips, did you say, rather than fries? Yeah, so we we call them steak fries here. Steak uh, fries, yeah. But definitely they're, they're, they're the classic chips over on your side too. So I wanted to bring it to your wheelhouse as yeah. well so you feel comfortable. <laughs> well, no, only because, because I always, you know, when you see a health story and you take the 5% that, appeals to you and ignore the other 95 percent. i once read that yeah that regular chips are better than french fries because the french fries have more of the oil it's more in the the, the crunchy exterior so of course i didn't read the rest of it because i know chips aren't that good for you in too much quantity and I actually had them last night as well we there's a, a fish and chip shop up the road so yeah i'm i'm, I'm enjoying this and especially yeah the, the range of dips i like it because I'm a spicy guy, but everyone else that I hang out with is like a savory person. No one likes spice. So it just gives you an opportunity to kind of create your own adventure with these fries, uh, <laughs> which is have, something I'm sure Bill Hader would make fun of a thousand times over, too. He's like, are you really going to have an adventure with fries? <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the spice. I'm here for the spice. And also with that kind of starter, and it'll be interesting who who else we're sharing the, the, the meal with later on. It's a, it's a social kind of starter as well isn't it that you just you stick it in the middle of the table you're just dipping in standing around just shooting the breeze with mr hader but of course you're gonna need a beer that accompanies that and if we're gonna go classic startup something to go along with that that saltiness uh i'm gonna pick uh, a kolsch it's a clean crisp uh beer that lands between an ale and a lager but the cool thing about the kolsch is despite it being described as very clean it always has like a hint of malt or or some kind of like slight fruit that can be accompanying with the base but it, it gives it a little bit of elevation but the color is very clean very clear and the abv is usually pretty uh steady around five percent so you could have one or a few and still be okay uh, it's a wonderful beer i absolutely adore kolsch's i'm a i'm a clear beer guy but i do like some funky stuff that we'll see later and if you were to come by our area up in pittsburgh there's a place called cellar works and they have a colch called big stream so if i were able to bring the beer to this dinner i would definitely bring a case of the big stream and i'll see how many we can get through before our other guests arrive five percent around that that's that's a nice uh, nice way to kick things off isn't it kick proceedings off Absolutely. Yeah, it's nice, light, crisp. It's a little bit of something there to go along with the saltiness and whatever the sweetness is that you have from your dips. And it's a nice little palate cleanser. Gets you ready for the next step. 
and on that so Bill Hader's probably already fed up of me trying to sell my podcast to him so we probably should look at bringing on the next set so yeah let's hear what's what we're having for our main oh sorry who's coming for the main course so this guy will absolutely love hearing about your podcast and how you're trying to do everything on your own because he is also a go-getter the one the only mr frederick krueger freddy krueger played <laughs> by classic robert england this is a horror icon Freddy Krueger is in the middle of the 80s horror boom, and he reinvigorated the slasher by giving them supernatural powers. Uh, this was Wes Craven's love letter to the horror movie franchises. Um, but the thing about that is, is Wes Craven only participated in the first and the first Nightmare on Elm Street, where he then left Mr. England to just try to traverse the world of horror by himself until he came back for Wes Craven's new nightmare. But during that time, Robert Englund was able to become just a champion of B-horror movies and just being able to be casted in bigger movies as well. I mean, his his cinema background, he's he's been in well over 100 films, TV shows, adaptations, voiceovers. Um, so having – and also, too, just having Robert Englund sitting at a table dressed as Freddy Krueger is kind of awesome. He'd be quite cool for him with the fries, the steak fries, because he could just pick them up, yeah, with his with his blade, right? Yes, <laughs> he'd five at a time. Yeah, I, I, actually, I didn't realize that Wes Craven only did the first one up yeah. until the last. Yeah, after that, yeah, he had to give it away, uh, and and also too, I was just on another podcast where we talked about how Wes Craven tried to reinvigorate his career by going to another. Uh, movie production company and that's totally worth a listen to go check it out on your own to see where Wes Craven went to come back to be a prominent figure in horror but Robert England held it down for the underground that whole entire time though as Freddy Krueger and I have to say for me this is this is a great choice because as a kid I know there's a there's a lot of horror franchises but it was a nightmare on Elm Street I don't know why that was the only one I got into I never really got into Friday the 13th or the Halloween films and maybe it just was because Nightmare on Elm Street was just so different, so out there. And I have to say, I was I was pretty terrified of uh, Freddy Krueger for a bit. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, I, mean, I think we all. Were. I think what it was was the fact that if I can't even rest in my sleep, that that was the thing that got me. You know, you kind of I want to get rid of the day, I want to sleep, and now you're telling me I, you know, I wouldn't be able to rest even in my sleep. Yeah, you might have to find me behind the couch and, and coax me out from behind the couch after he walks in though. <laughs> well, no worries because I believe that the food that's going to be served at this point will calm him down and definitely bring you back to the table because we're going to serve tomahawk steaks served medium rare with smashed red potatoes and steamed carrots, which is a little touch of brown sugar and rosemary little bit of butter on there too just a, a nice well-rounded plate uh try to keep it heavy on the proteins but also to appeal to freddy krueger keeping a little bit of blood in that meat too to keep him just <laughs> ravenous on the plate ah oh, do you know what? I, I don't think i've ever had a tomahawk steak but i absolutely would love one yeah again he wouldn't need cutlery for that would he 
Nope. Comes well equipped. Just ching, 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 ching. <laughs> You're just trying to save on the uh, the cleanup, aren't you? That's, that's what it is. If you don't use paper plates, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And smash red potatoes. Yeah, yeah. That's a um I can I can get behind this this main course, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying so, that. So then of course, when you have such a, a decadent main course you want to bring a beer that can accompany that and that's why i'm going to bring an imperial chocolate stout aged in red wine barrels uh this gives you an overabundance of chocolate malt that brings a dark chocolate scent to the nose of the beer but it definitely sets up the play between the complementing flavors of the red wine and the cocoa the abv is higher it sits between 10 and 12 percent but that it's just not made for the chuggins it's made to be sipped. It's made to mm. accompany the meal. And if you want one of these bad boys, you can go down and see Karen and Ann in South Carolina at Holy City Brewing, and you can ask for a, a little stein of nice legs, clocking in at 12.5%, aged in red wine barrels. That bad boy kicked me right in the butt when I was down there. And this is the best beer I can think of to accompany just a perfectly cooked tomahawk steak. I'm just enjoying listening to you describe both the food and the beers. This is just heavenly. I've got to get you on for another one of these. Yeah, that just sounds so good. So, sorry, how did you describe it? An imperial chocolate stout aged in red wine barrels, was it? And like I said, 10 12%, that's a heavy volume. But you're having a tomahawk steak with potatoes, right? So, and as you said, sipping it, that sounds like a great accompaniment. It gives you both sides of it. You have the chocolate that goes along with that. The red meat gives it a nice play, that nice balance. Uh, and then you have the red wine that can come in with the the brown sugar, the rosemary, the the starch of the potatoes. It just all kind of marries together. It gives you just a, a nice overall experience with your food as you're talking to Robert England about how he splatters fake blood all across movie sets in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, and I might not want to sit next to him. I'll probably sit a couple of people away you, you know once it starts cutting into that tomahawk steak i'll be keeping an eye on his face yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely you gotta watch out man because he gets a little vicious i hear with that glove so <laughs> or, or i can just get him to cut my steak for me <laughs> excuse me mr kruger could you please just just come on over and give me a little slice no problem let me come over <laughs> Oh dear. I think all excellent choices so far. Thank you. So what are we moving in to finish our meal off with? So dessert needs to have, that's where you really have the experience. That's where you really bring together the conversation because dessert is meant to be eaten slowly. You're supposed to savor it. You're supposed to do it over conversation. It's like having a neat whiskey. You don't chug it. You sit there, you sip, you talk to your friends. And I want to bring somebody to the table that has a lot of history in combat sports. So I'm going to invite the natural Randy Couture to the dinner because Randy Couture, a.k.a. The Natural, was one of the first UFC champions to hold belts in two, count them, uno, dos weight divisions as a three-time UFC heavyweight champion and a two-time UFC light heavyweight champion. He had 30 career bouts with 16 fights going for titles or defending them. 
And he fought to the ripe age of 47, becoming a Hall of Famer and having one of the first ever MMA crossover fights on major television against James Tony that he won in the second round by submission. But he ate some serious shots in that one. So it was a test of his metal, his chin and his ability to uh, counteract someone's fight game for the dessert. Because I have to calm him down. I'm giving him coconut cream pie. Nice. Firstly, on your guest there, Randy Couture, I, he's not someone, yeah, I've, I've not really been too um, immersed in the UFC world, but I mean, fighting till he, he was 47, did you say? I mean, that's impressive yeah. alone, right? Very much so. 47 for a UFC fighter is, it's like dog years. I mean, you're talking about uh, the fights alone in championship rounds are five rounds if you go the distance. Um, and I, I'm yeah. unfortunately, I don't have how many times you went the distance here. But you're talking about several months leading up to that fight. And if he was fighting at light heavyweight, he had to cut weight to make those fights. Um, he wasn't a big walk around guy, but there was still the responsibility of getting yourself prepared for your cardio, your weight cuts, and, and you know, studying tape and getting yourself prepared for some of the most vicious fighters in two at that time, two of the most murderer rows of divisions in the UFC. I mean, now we're looking at the UFC, the bantamweight and the flyweight have become more of the uh of the premierships but back then heavyweight and light heavyweight those were the places to be and that's where you saw the biggest names and the natural shine the brightest during that time and he looks like he's got quite a, a burgeoning film career as well following on from from the fighting and he's hilarious too uh when he's in movies uh, i think the expendables is the one that i can remember yeah. the most he yeah. just provides enough of a break like he he gives you that like he tries to play the dumb uh jock military guy and he does it so well but when you hear him speak during like he's had a ted talk he's he's been on podcasts the man is super eloquent he has uh just a great catalog of knowledge that he can pick from he and he's one of those guys where he's he's a lawnmower you just pull the ripcord and you let him go and he can run until the gas gives out. I mean, he's just a fantastic person, a skilled fighter, and I could yeah. talk to him probably until I pass out. I mean, <laughs> and the dessert, I just had to look it up as well. So I, it kind of is what I thought it would be, but yeah, I've not really seen it over here. So it kind of looks like a, a lemon meringue pie almost for us over here. So it's like a, a layer of cream, it looks like, with then the filling and in a pie, sort of pie crust, doesn't it? Pie base and an outer edge. So... That looks certainly enjoyable. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And plus, too, we're coming off of eating a very decadent main course, and our, and our appetizer had a smorgasbord of dips. So we kind of want to have something here. Coconut cream pie, although it seems like it'd be kind of heavy. It's very clean. It's almost like a palate cleanser. Yeah. And it's just sweet enough where you don't feel guilty for eating it. And Randy Couture will probably tell you he won't eat it. Then he'll sneak around the corner and just have a couple bites. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Because uh, he still looks felt, I think. Randy Couture looks great. So we'll have to coerce him into eating coconut cream pie. Well, I'll eat it if he's not. Randy, it's fine. Just pass it over to me. <laughs> so to accompany this dessert, you want... So I'll pose this question to you, Dan. Whenever you're eating dessert, do you like coffee? Uh, yeah, dessert? yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. But this is beer time, right? So we, we want something that's dark, but not overpowering something that's not heavy on us so that's Sounds why good. i chose a czech dark lager 
Uh, this beer is the Czech equivalent of a dark lager, and it ranges in character from your common Dunkel to a Schwartz beer. Uh, but typically, this has a greater malt richness and hop character. So you're going to have big aroma, big flavor, and you're going to have that play on the bitterness. But the cool thing about Czech dark lager and why it is absolutely one of my favorite styles of beer is that it's a low ABV and it's a high flavor profile. So this bad boy comes in and it just wraps you up, gives you a big hug and says, you can have six of me. You're going to be okay. (laughs) And if you come through our area and you want one of these bad boys, you can go down to Monday's Brewing and you can get their Czech dark lager and they call it Pivo. It is amazing, and Sam down at Mondays has done a great job, and they actually collaborated with the other brewery I talked about at the top of the show, Cellarworks, to make this beer, so you can give love to two breweries at the same time by going to one establishment. Great finishing beverage for that, and like I said, I, I do, I see it's great how you've um, yeah, you managed to incorporate it, because I was actually going to say to you, if there are local breweries or places, you know, mention them, but yeah, you, you've done that anyway, so that's, that's brilliant to hear that. Okay, so yeah, I think that's quite an eclectic mix. So if we just recap, and I got it right, so we've got Bill Hader, a diner fries with dips, and a Kolsch beer, was that at the start? Yes. From Cellarworks, yep. For your main, we had Freddy Krueger, Tomahawk Steak, and an Imperial Chocolate Stout. I've, do you know what? I, I wrote the name down, and I can't read my writing here now. <laughs> you'll, you'll probably have to repeat it for me. Oh, for sure. It's an imperial chocolate stout aged in red wine barrels. And you can grab that from Holy City in South Carolina. And it's called Nice Legs. Oh, that, there we go. Yeah, I had Nice Less. Um, and then, well, we've just had the final one. So we won't, pre- well, we will repeat then. So it's Randy Couture, coconut cream pie, and a Czech Dark Lager of Pivo. So what I'm going to do, actually, do you know what? I'm just going to quickly throw. If I had three and won't go through it all, but I'm gonna always probably chuck Liam Gallagher in it because I'm just a huge Oasis fan. I think he'd be great after a couple of beers. My horror villain would be, and it'd be interesting because I don't know technically if this character eats, but it would be Chucky from the, <laughs> the Charles Play films. But again, more for us. And the combat sport one I found difficult. Both of mine, unfortunately, no longer with us, but I was going to say it was going to be a choice between either, and they're both on the wrestling world, was either Eddie Guerrero or the Ultimate Warrior, because those were kind of my childhood, you know, icons as well growing up, especially the Ultimate Warrior. That's kind of who I grew up with, that kind of generation, so. Oh, yeah. I think Eddie Guerrero would be fun too, just, uh, just to hear him just wax prophetic about like all the time in ECW, WCW, WWE, when he jumped out to the indies, all the clamoring for him to get into uh, back into the resurgence of ECW, then the unfortunate uh, passing away, like just uh, so sudden and, and abrupt. And sometimes our favorite wrestlers are taken from us so quickly that we almost forgot how much we appreciated them. So Eddie Guerrero is a, an amazing pick. So is the ultimate warrior. And, and let's just throw the lasso back out there and try to bring back Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, too. If we made it an all-wrestler yeah. yeah. dinner, I'd love to have those guys. And just so creative, uh, amazing actors, amazing storytellers. Oh, man, that would, that would be so cool. Yeah, I've probably got to get you back for a wrestling episode at some point then. Right. And I did say to you, if we've got time, 
Did you have a couple of, well, I'm doing the air quotes, which nobody, of course, could see other than you, normal celebrities. So, you know, if I was to have said, so you had Bill Hader. So if I'd have said to you, all three courses would be any celebrity you want, who who would you have chosen? So if I could, if I had to pick a couple more people to put on the table with us, uh, I would love to have Mr. Keanu Reeves uh, come through. The man has reinvigorated his career by reimagining himself on so many different occasions. However, weirdly enough, a majority of his characters are called John. So just have an army of Johns just show up to, <laughs> to yeah. dinner. And you know what? A, a little shout out because I think we're all a little bit of a celebrity. Uh, I like to have the brain trust come together for a dinner uh if we could that would be fantastic for us all to sit down and break bread together and i would bring all the beers every single one of them that would actually be amazing you made me look bad because i didn't say it but uh, <laughs> 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 but no that, that actually would be amazing i'll keep saying about how far away i live but then even for you all you're all so far apart from yourselves that's the thing you've got to keep forgetting i mean i have managed i've met antonio i've managed to meet antonio so i'm trying to work out whenever we're planning holidays i keep trying to suggest towns around america that i know (laughs) where you all are so let's see what happens next year okay very solid picks very solid picks except the last one the brain trust i hope you've got a big enough fridge to store all the food in that's that's all i say (laughs) Oh, I'd rent a hotel room for that one. Like a couple hotel rooms is open the doors and had do the old like uh, adjoining room tag. Just keep running through each room. Each room has a different thing. There's beer in this one. There's food in this one. There's podcast setups in this one. So we can do collaborations. Just have a great time. Well, for the rest of the brain trust listening, this sounds like a verbal contract to me. So <laughs> I think we're there. Right. I'm going to swiftly move on before you can retract. So let's go back to your celebs and we're saying, so it's, um, of course, me, I'm, I'm guest number one. I'm going to keep putting myself at the top. So you've got me, uh, we have got Bill Hader, we have got Freddy Krueger and Randy Couture. We've eaten, we've drunk. There's a few other things I wanted to throw at you. So what film, and it's any film, any genre, what film would we watch before we go out? And I'm going to leave it as vague as that for now. Oh, wow. Uh, any say, film? This is, uh, sorry, so... You're going to sit us down and say, if you want to get to know me, you're going to watch this film with me. Oh, gosh. Uh, Yeah. So here's the problem whenever I have people over and I want to show them a film. I have this tendency to be like, okay, I'm willing to lose a majority of you to gain some of you. So I'm going to show you the thing (laughs) that I know is going to just make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. So I am going to fire up a movie called Terrifier. Uh, with, I've heard you talk about yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> friend of the podcast, David Howard Thornton takes over the grease paint as Art the Clown, the titular horror character in a new wave of horror icons who has zero count them zero lines in both movies in one and two, but he has one of the most impressive kill counts and he breaks all the barriers of the horror genre to the point where in the first movie he actually uses a firearm to dispatch who you think is the final girl, but you guess what? Swerve, 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 swerve. And there's just buckets of gore. It's a love letter to the 80s. I would love to sit down and watch that with everybody. Maybe not everyone's coming out for drinks afterwards, but that's okay. Because like I said, I'm willing to lose a majority of you to just gain some of you. And after a three-course meal, that might not go down too well, that feel. (laughs) (laughs) But it is so you. So 
No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Right. So, okay. So we've watched a film. You've kept us all. None of us have gone. We're all saying, right. Okay. Brilliant film. We're going to go out and buy the magic of casting views. We can go to any combat sport event that you always would have wanted to have gone to, or you've gone to. So past or present, imagine it, that is going to happen live and there and then, and we can go see it. So I, this is something that I always wanted to do. And two things. One, I always wanted to travel overseas. I've never gotten to do it. Uh, and two, I, I've always wanted to support things that go against the grain, that go against the status quo, the big dog. I love underdogs. So we just saw over in Wembley Stadium, AEW sold out Wembley for all in 2023. And I know it's a very current card and it was marred with some issues with CM Punk. He's gone. We're going to pretend like that never happened. I would love for all of us to go be front and center to watch that card. It was incredible. It was electric from the zero hour to the main event with MJF and Adam Cole. Just and surprisingly enough, too, started with Adam Cole and MJF in a tag match and ended with them fighting over the biggest uh, belt in AEW as the main prize. And it was just front to back. It's packed. I mean, you had everything you wanted. You had tag team match. You had great singles matches. You had a trios match. You had uh, the women's world wrestling world uh, championship belt was defended in a four way match. I mean, this you had storylines just absolutely driven to their breaking point, and you had this air of will Adam Cole turn on MJF or will MJF turn on Adam Cole? And throughout the entire match, there was all this heel stuff that MJF was doing to Adam Cole. And Adam Cole returned with his over the top baby attitude, and it was just it was incredible and. I would love to share that experience with you guys because I think that would be a great time for all of us. And selfishly, I would be able to go overseas and see it as well. <laughs> and again, people listening, you can't see this, but I've just got the biggest smile on my face because if you can hear the passion that, that Matt describes these things, that is absolutely why he's just such a great person. Do you know what? AEW has is, is done really well over here. And it was, it was an event, that event I wanted to go to, but I actually was coming back from holiday that day that it was on, so I couldn't. So I know a friend and I did discuss it. I mean, he messaged me and then, should we go tonight? I said, no, I've already looked and I can't. And I would actually say to people that, even aren't into wrestling that these wrestling events i've only been i'm not even going to say a handful i think i've been to three they're great fun to see live yeah absolutely uh i could say the one that is memorable to me is that back in 2005 i went to payback in pittsburgh pennsylvania and the main event was stone cold steve austin taking on the big show uh big paul white and that's the time where stone cold steve austin threw the big show through the cage, rolled over top of him and won the match at the at the fervent behest and the downfall of Vincent McMahon, the leader of the corporation who wanted to see Stone Cold fall. Uh, but Stone Cold reigned supreme as he always did because Stone Cold doesn't take it from anybody, including Vince McMahon. Hell yeah. So it was just an amazing event and it was so much fun. I went to years ago, I went to a Raw event over here. Oh, I, I mentioned to a few weeks ago in the WhatsApp chat that I went to a TNA recording when I was at Universal <laughs> Studios a few yeah. years back. That was great fun. That was a great fun. And I went to an independent one here, actually, a few years back. And they did have, oh, who did they have? 
D'Lo Brown was there. Uh, Billy Gunn. Is it Billy Gunn? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, badass Billy well. Gun, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and and I think it's just great fun because the crowd really get into it, and you know the 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 athletics on display is just brilliant. So, yeah, that that's my recommendation. Is go go see an event if you can. Right. So, I've got one more question, which I hadn't told you about. We've had dinner, right? We've watched a film, we've gone to an event. After that, we have to have a drink, right? One final drink, say before everyone heads off. So. If, is there a TV or movie drinking establishment that if it was real, you would want to go have a pint in or a drink in before we, could, before we went home? Well, we're already overseas, buddy. So how about we go to the world's end on the Golden Mile and we have the lager. It's fruity, a bit nutty, leaves a bit of a, a taste on the tip of your tongue. Uh, and we can just break bread there while we then take on all of the robots and all of the clones. So not only are we having a final drink together to end the night, but we're going to go and have a blast taking out the overlords of our world that we didn't know were taking over slowly. We're going to have Freddy on our side, right? So <laughs> we got Freddy, Randy Couture. Yes. We, dude, I mean... Who else and, and do you, you want and on I'll, your side? I'll be standing at back go, you, you go, guys. You get them. I'm right behind you. I'm right behind you. <laughs> well, hell, too. All too. Like, we also have Keanu Reeves if you throw in my my extra guest. And we'll just be like, you get to be your, your Neo for a while. You're John Wick for a while. You're... <laughs> and if we bring the brain trust, we, we definitely got numbers on our side then. So Absolutely. We're crushing. A pub call it is then. Do you know what? That film, The World's End, was actually filmed fairly local to me as well. It's in the towns around me. So um, oh, nice. I was during the lunch break, had to go do something in the town once. We could see they'd closed the street off so you could see all the film set being set up. So we wouldn't have to go that far. I could then just uh, wander home. Yeah, I would. I, it's, it's a cheesy one and it's a classic, but for me, it would have to be the Cheers bar. Oh, yeah. Again, sure. it's, a, it's a sitcom from my childhood. Absolutely loved it. I was thinking as well, actually, Cafe Nervosa from Frasier, because again, I, oh. I kind of love that. <laughs> oh, I love Frasier. I know that's like, it's so weird because now I work with a generation of people who have no idea what Frasier, Frasier is or ain't that. And there's one guy who started working with me and he also loves Frasier and Becker and all that. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so nice to talk about it again. <laughs> I love I love Frasier. So maybe once we pre- we, we stop recording, we could talk about it because the, the reboot's coming back now, isn't it? So, yes. And we could discuss that. So, okay. Well, what I want to do is I'm going to say you, you throw me a curveball at the end by saying coming over here for the pub because what I was going to say is obviously I can't go home straight away, so I'm going to have to kip on your couch, for, you know, for a couple of nights till I can get a flight back to England. So of course we're going to have to travel back so everyone can say goodbye to your other guests. And then I can say, I'm going to have to keep you on your couch for a couple of nights, Max. I can't get home. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, I hope you had fun. It, like I said, it's a way of just trying to get some some information out of you and, and just see sort of where your passions lie. Absolutely. I, it's always fun to throw out the things that I think about to see how other people would enjoy them too. It's it's accelerated like speed dating almost. It's You throw <laughs> things out there and if you like what I'm saying, then you're... How, you want me to talk to you more and if you want to talk to you more then guess what you're watching terrifier because i'm gonna freak you out <laughs> i think we'll, we'll look to wrap it up there do you want to say anything else or just give another shout out for your socials before we go 
Yeah. So uh, as always, thank you, Dan, for allowing me to come on to this show. I love casting views. It's a great opportunity for me to talk to you and talk to all the people over in your neck of the woods. Uh, so thanks again for that. And as always, when you follow Dan, all of our friends that feature on here, you got to give them follows and search them out too, because that we are in an amazing group of people and we put out some cool content. But of course, to be selfish, if you want to follow the boys, we're at Decay and WTB on all social media. Type in social, end it with media, type in at Decay and WTB, and you're going to find us. And don't forget about Adam, bash underscore brew, so you can see how a home brewer brings it from a three barrel system all the way over to winning some medals here in our area. So thanks again. And hopefully you follow us and you are already following casting views. I really need to be able to package up my sales pitch like that. That's that's superb. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. It's been too long since I got you back. And I have got two or three other ideas for you, which we will talk about soon in the near future. I'll leave it at that. If you like the sound of this, if you want to appear, like I said, I'm, I'm going to make this episode a regular occurring guest slot feature. So... If you like what you've heard, you want to throw your hat in the ring to, to have a dinner party with me and who, would, who wouldn't, who would drop me a DM or contact me on my socials. You can get hold of me at castingviewspod at gmail.com or as Matt said, on all the socials, uh, just look for Casting Views and drop me a message. I, I won't list them, list them all there. So yeah, take it easy and I will see you on the next episode. One, two, three, four. If I want your opinion I will give it to you. Come on, take what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get.